Hi, welcome to the Coffee Chat Podcast. This week I chatted to Marissa Soroka. I met Marissa this year during an online Zoom acting class and we instantly became friends. We chatted about her journey as a performer, body image and representations in film and TV, keeping inspired and creating your own work, and of course, her very exciting booking in Rent at the Sydney Opera House. So grab a coffee and enjoy. Okay, perfect. We're just going to start. It's a casual conversation. Yeah. No pressure. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Coffee Chat Podcast. (laughs) I was really going to have a vodka, but like, I didn't. You should. Well, I don't drink coffee, so. Oh, oh, well, maybe it's now the vodka chat. (laughs) Also, you're like, it's my time for you, so. This is true. I probably need one at this point um, in time. (laughs) Um, um, Thanks for coming on. Why don't you just like introduce yourself to everyone? Who are you? So people know. Hi. Oh, this is weird. Um, I'm Marissa Sorota. I am a singer. I prefer answering questions, not just like, who are you? Um, I'm a singer, songwriter, actor, live captioner. I do some coaching. Um, so I do a lot of things, but I think like all artists do a shit ton of things. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So um, that is kind of me in a nutshell at the moment. <laughs> Great. And that's it. All right. Oh. Bye. <laughs> Cool stop. Bye. Bye. <laughs> um, no, I love that. Would you, did you start in singing as, okay, because to everyone listening, I met you this year, literally, <laughs> like. Well, like actually like two months ago, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally two months ago. And look at us now. Oh, we're just best like, friends already. I literally. It's, it's yeah. so stunning. Um, Nadia would be so proud, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> she probably doesn't listen to podcasts, but if she no, did. No, but she did. <laughs> You would love it. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, and yeah, so I know that you, I met you in an acting class, but did you, mm. you started singing or did you start like how, what's the deal? Yeah, I was always, I was always a singer from like when I was like a kid, 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 kid. Like yeah. I, my first memory was like um, singing on our like back deck which was being like dad was doing renovations on the house but at this point it was just like a big back deck um singing to the dog next door um like a Billy Ocean tune so that's like my earliest memory yeah um apart from feeding my sister with mud in the backyard well so like yeah we all did (laughs) yeah and then um I guess like um like loving like R&B especially that kind of naturally puts one on to musical theatre because of all the drama and the angst I guess obviously stylistically but like you know there's still the drama and the angst and the um like dramatics of it and the difficulty of it I guess and um yeah but and so I guess like it's only so I had done some like work in musical theatre um, but kind of had never really done any like specific acting training. Yeah. So over the past few years, um, I decided to like stop being scared of that and, and do it. Yeah. And do some, yeah. And yeah. So, and that's been so cool. So I've actually, yeah, mainly done like, um, those acting classes, like for, really like screen I guess which is funny because I haven't really had much experience in that like apart from extra work um but it's really I think it's really cool for like theater training as well because um yeah I I just think it is yeah no it's not that I really know anything but like I just like (laughs) yeah but I do it anyway so you know screw you all (laughs) (laughs) um because you you did so did you go you went into musical theater right in Australia or was that how's well, that for you let's talk about that <laughs> well um oh so like a lot of a lot of stuff has come up um recently yeah. um that I've had realizations around like the rock guest endowment in Australia yeah. um so if you're not listening from Australia just give that a little google um and I guess like so I was so supported uh, like I was you know 
I obviously as a kid, like, you know, I had talent, but I feel like, you know, there's probably a lot of kids are told that they have talent, whatever. But I, and I was also like a very determined, worked hard. Like yeah. that was my one track blinkered mind kind of thing. And I had so much support from my teachers and things like that. When it started, um, and you know, I was, I, I went to a performing arts high school, but yeah. I came, I lived in like, um, at that time it was kind of, um, kind of called like a disadvantaged area, I guess. Um, yeah. so like my dad, um, was an immigrant from the Philippines and my mom also, um, kind of grew up in poverty as well. So yeah. there, there wasn't, um, you know, so there wasn't any generational like stability or financial mm-hmm. kind of uh, support there for us at that point, which, you know, obviously I noticed going up in school and whatever, but like they yeah. worked really hard to like l- allow us to have lessons and do those things that we were really passionate about. Yeah. But obviously there was like a limit to that um, comparatively to like friends and stuff like that. So um, you know, it was kind of a option yeah. of choice. Like, is it is it going to be singing or is it going to be dancing? Is it going to be this or is it right. going to be that? So, um, and then I guess, uh, so I was supported a lot through school. And of course, there's like, um, I guess there's a way to be involved in a lot of things without it necessarily coming out of your pocket yeah. um, financially. But then once, um, once it was time that to be over and I did um something called the talent development project which is Mm -hmm. through the department of education in New South Wales and um I I yeah I had some I had some a bittersweet time moments around those times um and I think that that was probably the first time that I was actively discouraged by like mentor teacher type people to like do certain things because of um how I look essentially whether that was race or whether that was like the rest you know body yeah whatever um yes and so um I I kind of I remember thinking okay well school's about to end what am I doing with my life um and thinking about acting school but of course like um you know cost to just audition at the time oh gosh, you know yeah. cost to just audition and then the thought of like um ha- needing to relocate like just wasn't an option you know yeah. at that time um and then you know and you know I understand that there's like a lot of a lot of families would have um financial difficulties and a lot of students MT students would be working their asses off three yeah. jobs like when others are pushy you know but um, I guess also then having um, with the race thing coming into it, like not having yeah. really any representation like 20 years ago when I was at that position, yeah. um, there's, I guess it, that extra, that kind of given that you would make it or you would have a chance in the industry just wasn't yeah. there. So that thing that, that might still go oh fuck it well I I have no money but like I can make this happen just also wasn't really there um and so I revisited the idea like through um like my 20s and stuff um but it still just didn't like um it didn't seem like a smart thing for me to do really like financially and also like I guess I just didn't see a place for myself um on a whole lot of different levels yeah so it was only it was only like when the RGE thing happened and there was a lot of like support and a lot of calling out about it that I kind yeah. of I was like oh um wow like yeah kind of looking even deeper you know I just yeah. thought I wasn't good enough like I just thought like in that, yeah. yeah 20 years of just thinking like I, I I I'm just on a complete I'm not the kind of perfection that one needs to be to be doing that as a yeah. job and so um that's just what I thought wow because I guess it's you know and in uh yeah because you're the representations that you're seeing in, in musical theater or even on screen you're not seeing yourself up there because there's you know in all diversity um mm. like race body type and so yeah it was that where that came from it was like oh well I'm not seeing someone that kind of looks like me so that's 
I'm not worthy. Is that where that was kind of coming from? Yeah, yeah. Because even the even over the over the past twenty years, the people of color who have been within the industry mm. are either are either like um, of a certain type, uh, you know, like that. I mean, it happens a lot in film, like that mammy kind of. Type. I don't. That's probably super racist to say, but they're super racist, like. Yeah. Um, you know, like stereotypes, right? Yeah. Or, or they also um, follow white-centric, like uh, body type. You know, the you know the tall, tall, leggy, beautiful. Oh yeah. Um, also, yeah, and and so they're also dealing with, uh, you know, race issues and stuff like that. But um, that's just another kind of hurdle. So I, I get, mm-hmm. yeah, I just um there was just no place that I just didn't see myself anywhere. And I think, and so like that really showed me um, how a lot of my decisions career wise um, were to do with music because whilst that's still, you know, same, same, but different. um, It's infinitely easier to get yourself a gig or to make yourself, make your own um, opportunities as a musician, as a singer musician kind of thing. So um, why would I, why, why wouldn't I make a decision that uh, like, I, because I was a really good singer, yeah. apparently, like I, could, I could work and I've been working essentially full-time in music for, you know, this whole time. So um, yeah, it was just that I, yeah, I just thought those people that worked in musical theatre were on another level entirely wow. in all the, in all of the ways, I suppose. Yeah. And then, so when, yeah, so then this is how, cause you have albums out, which, excuse me, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. hello. <laughs> You're like, just casually. You're like, yeah. My little face. Yeah. <laughs> um, tell, tell the world about those because I am, I love this. I love this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously like, you know, obviously I'm no one famous. I'm, I'm not, I'm just here doing my thing. Um, yeah like most artists who have like long-term careers you've just got to always have that have like pose the question to yourself like what does success mean to you and whatever and I guess at the time that I worked on my first album um like independently of course like um I was 23 and I kind of was like oh it's now or never like you know and and I guess like, you know, it's a really, it's a massive project and it's a big process. And even just like, um, it's called cheaper than therapy, which is like super lol because like it actually, there's a lot of therapy that one needs to undertake to do something like that. Just even in decision-making and yeah. like, you know, I, I, I'm like quite a commitment phobe across the board and everything. So just even making oh, yeah. production decisions, is like massive, right? Yeah. So, um, and like, getting to points where you're not second guessing yourself and all those kinds of things yeah so um yeah I, I kind of was at the point where like I uh, because I grew up because I was like a teenager in the 90s I thought that you know it was still big record label stuff then like it wasn't yeah. social media wasn't really a thing um we that was the only they were really like the gatekeepers to music like radio and like yeah. labels and stuff so you know I just thought I would be the next Mariah Carey and like I'd be given a record deal and like that would just happen <laughs> that's how you it works realize. right <laughs> yeah yeah right you don't realize yeah not how it works um and then yeah and so I got to a point where I was like oh 23 like oh so I don't do it. like you know wow I'm so old like uh so I just was like well fuck it I'm gonna make my own like my own opportunities and I'm not I don't have a label banging down my door so like how do I how do I do this yeah um and obviously like over time the process of that well maybe not the process but the availability of like people having home studios and um you know the distribution like at that point um even just like the distribution model was still like kept by yeah Yeah. like I don't think even like none of that stuff was around then it was literally just like oh my god you would have the physical copy or you'd have like um iTunes like and then all when iTunes obviously like relevant it was relevant yeah 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 Yeah, so I kind of like 
um, I get, yeah, because I think making a commitment to do something massive and spend a lot of money on, on that and like, you know, like, why am I doing this? Like, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm a nobody, whatever, like, who's going to buy this? My parents once. Um, and, but like, I guess in the end, like, it's a, you know, it's a big body of work. I've always got it. I have it at gigs yeah. in Minnesota. Like, it sounds impressive. <laughs> yeah. Even if I have less than a thousand. Your song, you can use your songs on um, Instagram stories, right? I know. That's I amazing. Other, Excuse I me. I found that the other week. It's so cool. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I guess it's just, you know, becomes a, you know, really expensive business card. But, like, yeah. like, I'm just really proud that I pushed through at that time when, like, you know, not in the greatest of mental, like it was hard, you know, yeah. so, um, and now I've always got them and the second one also, you know, so, yeah. and the third one is happening at the moment, slowly. So are you, do you, I just like, don't know how the music industry works. <laughs> so I'm like a total like novice. Um, <laughs> like, I'm like an album, how, like, did you produce that yourself or like, how does that work? Do you like, so well obviously like I had to learn a lot of this stuff too right because like when I started yeah it was like so much about the labels and the way that they do things and you always hear like I don't know you always hear about Taylor Swift like jetting off to like some cabin in the woods to write an album and record it in a week and like that's fucking cool but like uh that is not how they all work and it's certainly not when you're like not at that level of uh, that's financial the thing. support yeah you don't I can't just jet <laughs> um, away to a private island and go right yeah totally <laughs> yeah and fly all my friends over to sing choirs in the background um yeah so like um the first one like I'd, I'd had songs written and um I used a friend of mine who is also a guitarist um his name's Adam Miller and so he's yeah. um an incredible guitarist and has a 50 million of his own album um and so we kind of like co-produced it. And so I had, nice. you know, friends play on it and we recorded, um, we recorded a lot of it at his house, actually. Like we just oh, took amazing. over his parents' like lounge room and recorded the drums there and um, put like, you know, mattresses all around the, um, yeah. his like bedroom to like do vocals and stuff. And like, I mean, you know, we were doing that before it was actually a home studio makeshift thing was cool. Yeah, I know, so, right? Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally back in the day so um yeah I mean having said that now if I've had access to like better gear or like Mm -hmm. you know as studios like you can tell the difference like I asked one of my friends who's just produced a song for me for the new album um he was asked he was he was saying something about like the, the new microphones that he's gotten they're like Neumann microphones which are like top of the line like vocal mics and, um, yeah, so he was telling me about the two and which one, like, we were going to use uh, for me. And I was like, oh, yeah, cool. Well, like, because I'm really interested and super nerdy, so I love asking questions and learning yeah. at the same time. So I'm like, oh, cool. What's the difference in them? And he's like, oh, about $8,000. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. okay, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> just turn away so I can just walk out with one of yeah. these awesome <laughs> yeah so and then like one? when he plays yeah like still like twelve thousand dollars or something so um yeah and then and then when you play stuff back like you can hear you can hear the extent of it so that's like wow to what to my knowledge that's what like you're getting when you're with like a label you know the access to their fancy shit and expensive stuff and that's why they sound expensive um yeah as well um yeah but so you you can do stuff like on the cheap yeah as well which is amazing. It's not gonna sound like Lady gaga but necessarily <laughs> but um that's cool it's the next level I stuff i don't have millions yeah i don't <laughs> have millions to spend on that so I'm just gonna have to deal with it. <laughs> I mean, it's just I don't know if you the the process that goes in like you know the those levels like the Lady Gagas of the world, the pro like the process that goes into them recording their stuff is insane, because they do have mm. money to be in a studio mm. so like top tier. Oh my god, blows my mind. 
Um, yeah, you're funny. just like in your home studio, like, well, here we are creating, which it's is not even cool. mine. It's my friend's home studio. <laughs> like, I yeah, I don't even yeah. Well, the most expensive thing I have is like a PA, which is a couple of thousand that I <laughs> that I take yeah, that I use in gigs. That's which is amazing. It. You're doing so many gigs right now, right? With I mean, oh well, it I seems mean, like not, it. I was pre-COVID. Well, yeah, I was right. Like yeah. So it was nice, like, obviously realizing the privilege that we have in Australia um, to be on, like, JobKeeper and stuff, yeah. like, um, but it was, with with that kind of financial support, it was really nice to have, like, a break from yeah. doing that many and just to kind of reassess what I was doing and that that might not have been, like, the healthiest thing for me to be doing, um, like, just cram as many gigs into a week as yeah. I could I mean was without, that just like yeah. your that was like your bread and butter was that how you were just supporting yourself yeah yeah that's wow. my day my night day job yeah wow. and that's been for that's been for like that's been a long time with yeah. some breaks in between when I've been overseas and stuff but um it kind of you kind of it just runs on autopilot you know like yeah. you just have the dates just get filled and you just do them You're and like, you don't really right. think about it it's like cool, yeah. When I um, when I spent a lot of time in New York and stuff, like, um, and a lot of my friends who yeah. would do the same would have would have friends who were like in in like massive stadium tours with like big acts yeah. like um Miley Cyrus and like Justin Timberlake and stuff, and then like so they would go and do those like massive year long stadium tours and then go back to playing the same kind of gig like. Yeah. you know so it's kind of like um you have to not you have to stop looking at it as um like a hierarchy of goodness I guess yeah. what job wise otherwise like it drives you crazy and I think that's why a lot of people um stop it like yeah it's like you know get over it pretty quickly because if you don't find, if I think if people don't find the fame or the whatever, then um, it can easily feel um, like it can easily be like disparaging if yeah. you're if if that's the way that you look at the whole thing. Yeah, I mean it's no different in acting either, right? Oh, like it's if you're, the same. Yeah, yeah. you know yeah. the the you know paid jobs, you know, to be in a set and stuff is you know far in between and yeah you know you can have you can book a gig on a tv show and then you know it's like that what's after that you don't know so yes exactly yeah, yeah. it's the same and so like you could and I I just like even people like even people who are massive even like Adele or whatever like yeah. I would notice I would notice like you know she'd release an album go on a stadium tour for a couple of years and then obviously the woman would need a fucking break, right? And then so, like, but soon enough, like, if they haven't, if they weren't, like, continuously yeah. releasing, people would be like, oh, what happened to Adele? Like, what happened to this person? What happened to that yeah. person? And I'm like, I'm like, mate, like, so they're still, even though they're, like, super famous and, like, earning whatever money, yeah. who knows? Like, but, like, it's it's like this continuous, like, I don't know, a, a completely unrealistic, non-existent idea of like what the success is or, or what it yeah. means to have made it or any of that. So like, you just like, it's really hard because that's like coming from society, right? And, oh, um, and the industry itself yeah. being like, yeah. you know, yeah. that you have to, um, yeah, that you have, to, I know, I know Katy Perry did a, an Apple podcast about it um, where she was talking about, because, you know, she was doing in the industry doing it to like please her fans but there was mm. just this pressure to just always have like a hit and it was like mm. you know and I you know as it, it's just I, it's just a lot of pressure that I admire for all those artists at that level that they have to deal with just all this pressure and churning out you know music and being creative all the time it's insane yeah I mean they who knows like they probably have if they're not independent they probably mm. have like a better support system in terms of like um <laughs> the money the accessibility yeah. to be able to do that but then there's obviously like yeah that um 
they're just meeting KPIs like a therapist, yes. man. Like, fuck. Like, it's not healthy and it's not like safe either. So, yeah. Um, it's the yeah, same in the film. Lot, there's a lot of problems. Yeah. Um, oh yeah totally. in terms Any, of like all, all of the art all every single one like you know films have to meet a box office sale or be a hit and it's like then it's no longer about the craft and the enjoyment of it it's oh mm. is this project gonna hit the you know one million or whatever um yeah and yeah it's insane and then audiences it's subjective so <laughs> yeah absolutely. which is also it's another like thing the only job it's like the only job that's like yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> like one person can I'm like you. would I go to your fucking job with a red pen and scribble all over your fucking work fuck you yeah I yeah yeah it's so like I think it's so funny when people write reviews about like films and sure like I've seen films that I'm like oh I really didn't like that but I'm never like I feel the need to write a review about it and slander it I'm like you know what at the end of the day they got a gig and they were doing what they loved like cool that's awesome. Let's yeah. appreciate. But yeah, I just, and it's sure in the music industry as well, you know, people slander or don't like certain styles of. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I think you can, I think you can find something good in everything, right? Yeah. Like, and obviously there's things that need to be critiqued, like. Of course. Um, You know, like, yes. But um, I used to actually, so um, I used to work in, I ended up doing a communications degree. It's that's another long story, but um, ended up working in magazines for a little while, um, like way back. And yeah. and um, I was writing reviews for um, for Sane magazine, which used to be at Sanity Store, like way oh back. Oh my god! Like, yes. Was, like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. And so um, so I think when I mine were very different because I'd be like, I can't write anything. So they'd be so upbeat. And even if it was the shittest album I'd ever heard, like it would be like, um, you know, oh, the cover's art's beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) So just something, I don't know. Um, Oh my God. I just couldn't write anything. And I'm like, who are you to fucking write shit about somebody's art? Like, fuck, you know, like. Yeah. um, I, yeah. yeah. I just, yeah. That life's not for me. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't think I could even like be a movie review or something because I find the mm-hmm. good in everything. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. I I I could watch a really bad film and still go, no, nah, I it was it had something. There was something in it. Well, that, like you know, you you look at why you don't like it. Well, you know, yeah, you, like, you go in or, or there's <laughs> some yeah, like I don't know. There's there's always something, and maybe yeah, maybe that's also because being an artist first like I don't like to hear the bad things this is true who knows like it's so it's so subjective like isn't it it always gets me and I always have to remind myself that because it's hard you know and not everyone's gonna like your work and that's something Mm -hmm. I've realized and that's okay it's Mm -hmm. fine you just keep doing you you keep going yeah and getting along slowly slowly (laughs) (laughs) ever so slotting along in the background yeah just I'm alive. I like the I like the word plod. That feels like me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like a nice slow. But like yeah, I'm getting there. Calm pace in the background. Yeah. <laughs> like it takes me a little while, but I'll get there. Calm down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to talk about. I love awesome. on your Instagram. Um, you share all these beautiful things about like you know diversity and body image and all that stuff. It's beautiful. I love it. And I'm always like, yes. I'm literally always like, yes, girl. Yes. <laughs> like every time I flip through your stories. Well, there's a lot of reposting. They're not all like, there's you know, lot. that's a lot of amazing people that I follow to like post them from. Um, which is great. But yeah, what's been, because uh, I had a conversation with a friend the other day about, um, more, like, let's talk about like body image. And mm-hmm. um, because I literally said to a friend, it was yesterday, I was like, I am so sick of seeing skinny people having sex on my screen like just really skinny people just going at it um and yeah what's been your experience in that and what do you hope you know moving forward yeah yeah what's your take on that um well I okay where do we start this (laughs) (laughs) I um 
last year, last year mm-hmm. I very early in the year, like it could have been January 6th. So, so much for like, I'm not that I make New Year's resolutions anyway, but like pretty lol if I did. But like around about that time, I um, bruised a rib and it was super painful for a long time. And I was going to, I was doing like your, not CrossFit, but like your functional training, Mm -hmm. like hectic lifting, high intensity stuff. And um, like... I liked it, but also um, I didn't, I guess. I was starting not to. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so with the the bruised rib, like I just kind of like it forced me to like step back because I couldn't really, yeah. yeah, it was hard for me to do anything. And it kind of made me realize um, how like just so many thoughts were happening around exercise um, because yeah. like I'd exercised pretty hectically since I was allowed into a gym when I already identified like that I was fat and whatever and you know as a normal person like as a regular person just living life like I don't think I was ever really fat as an entertainment person definitely fat and definitely had been told that a lot as as a as a child and as a teen teenager um so like I guess realizing um that just yeah my history of like disordered eating and exercise um and so I I I think also because I was um because I was hurt and injured like I spent a lot more time online and it's actually funnily enough because Instagram can be completely terrible for body image stuff as well but I just like came across probably just seeing friends repost stuff too. Just came across um, some people um, who were better at body image things and I started following them and then just started like for going, digging more into that deep dive um, and learning words like body neutrality and like intuitive eating and anti-diet culture and all that and learning more that way and just really um, kind of just learning a lot of to unlearn what I had known and how I was fat phobic myself and internalized it and yeah. all of that kind of thing. Um, yeah. And so I ended up seeing, I like, you know, I like most artists and like probably most people, yeah. like I have had issues with mental health and stuff through my life and just kind of realizing things like and true gorilla I think but realizing things like if I'd had had suicidal ideation mm-hmm. it actually would be around like how I looked yeah and not it not like not even that there was a shitty circumstance or whatever like there was so much around like you know if this is my life and I have to not eat all day and I have to like exercise yeah. for three hours a day like what what's the point kind of thing so just kind of going like well that's really that's not normal even though we're meant to even though as part of diet culture like we're meant to think that that's healthy and like it really yeah. wasn't and so seeing how much of that fed into like my like my mental health and stuff and learning more about um anti-diet culture and then curating my instagram to follow better people for my mind and my body and getting rid of getting rid of the ones that made me feel like shit um yeah and so that was like kind of you know that's a bit of a slow process as you're like Mm -hmm. learning all these things and I'm learning all these things and I started working I started seeing a um an anti-diet dietitian oh wow she's been incredible yeah and um kind of going down the intuitive eating road and yeah so it's just been really um it's a it's a lot to unlearn and it's a lot to um yeah to think about how you thought about all of those things and yourself and other people like because that you know naturally um and I and then I also feel a lot of sadness because um realizing you know, like I probably all, you know, like most 
people or most women, like I probably would have always fallen it down into those negative, yeah. you know, self-image oh things. Yeah. Yeah. But once again, as a kid, even, even as a kid, kid, like I, and the representation around the nineties and whatever, like I just, I, I knew that to do what I wanted and to do what I thought I was put on this earth to do, like, I would need to look a certain way and I really mm. fucking did not. Yes. So like I, that was already internalized from like a child. Um, wow. And then, you know, yeah. And so of course, like, yeah, that makes eating disorders. And yeah, that makes you train for three hours a day when you're not an athlete. Like yeah. that's, that's like, that is insane. Like that's crazy. So um, yeah, it's, um, I, I love seeing like the fat activists and they're like yeah. of all different ages too, but especially the younger ones. And I'm just like, Oh, this is amazing. Like this is so incredible that you, there's a space, you know, like if that was around 20 years ago, like our lives would be so much different and my yeah. life would be so much different. Um, yeah. And also I think um, even going further, like, uh, into the like like I mean I think we all know that diet culture is like it's extremely misogynist oh my gosh misogynistic yes. like yes, yes, yes. duh but then also to go further and see like how racist it is and how like white supremacist it is and all those oh things God, like yes. even further like it, it makes me go like why the fuck did I not realize this like yeah yeah like it's so strong that even someone like me who is super political and super, uh, um, you know, fighting for those things, like yeah. just didn't, it took it so long for me to see like really what it was and how it didn't like, no wonder I was so messed up about it. It aligned in no way at all yeah. with my values at all. So, um, yeah, the, I still obviously for me and I, for like a billion of people, I'm sure like, um there there's a lot of intersectionality going on for me so like I can't Mm -hmm. see I can't watch something to deal with like um you know people of color and stuff and like yay if if I just see if they're all just skinny I'm just like well that's fucking not really that's that's not cool either or or if it's like body diversity and it's not the other way around either I'm just like well you know that's not your fat people aren't just all white like you know either that's true Um, so it's and then you know there's there's so much online about um like you know fat phobia being like a huge thing anyway but then of course fat phobia for black women or or women of color um and then their voices and stuff being censored is like a massive deal too so it's always Yeah. yeah i like it's I just want to see diversity of all the kinds. And then, you know, like neurodiversity and like, um, you know, disabilities and things like that. Like, why would we not want to see that? I I agree. Sounds awesome. And I think like even, (laughs) it it is awesome. Like I want to see it on my screens and it's slowly definitely happening. Um, But also another aspect of that, which I was, thinking about this week which was a bit of a revelation was even though we do have those representations on screen it's always still like a stereotype like if it is a bigger woman or on screen their storyline is always it's 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 kind of always like oh my god wow she's so brave for just mm. embracing her curves and it's like mm. yeah well yes but like why does the story have to be particularly about that like mm. can it just be like she mm. is a woman and she is who she is yes and like yeah. you know even I find like queer storylines nowadays everything yeah. about the coming out storyline and I'm like yeah yeah you know we get it yeah it's so great to have a coming out story it's beautiful but also why not just have like you know it's like yeah. heterosexual they're just living yeah. yeah exactly like having just that it grinds my gears it's something I'm very yeah. like so yeah and I think well you can it's obvious you know like you watch it and you can feel and I look I don't know exactly because I haven't done the research but I feel like you can 
tell the difference when it's something performative like that mm. or whether there's like a writer or a director or whatever yeah. of, of like a minority group or of yeah. like marginalized people because um, it's just something about the treatment of it that um, yeah. feels different and I'll notice too if I'm watching something and then my brain goes like oh there's no white people in this or like oh or like yeah. uh, or I'll just go oh I didn't even notice that they're in a wheelchair or whatever like and there's something different and I think there's there has to be something of that like not only in the writing but in the creative team as well that foster mm-hmm. like that that um kind of just a shift in yeah. how we feel about it as the right because like uh it's been a while since I watched it now but like when <laughs> Mindy Kaling's um ah they just won heaps of Emmy oh, or, oh my God. or whatever yes 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 yeah um yeah yeah, I, yeah. like there was so much about that that I was like um oh I love this and the cast like the casting was was like diverse but it didn't feel it wasn't like oh yeah this chick has like an Asian friend and like a, a, a bi friend and like a this is yeah. chick, chick. like it just felt it just felt really normal and natural and honestly like that is probably what high schools look like now like oh my god is, yes right. I mean they're all too skinny for my liking but that's okay like <laughs> we're getting there we're getting ah, there. yeah <laughs> um yeah no it was just it's yeah definitely in like you know um main, yeah just a lot of the stuff I was watching and there's the couples and it's like they're always just the girls are just they're always just perfectly skinny and I was like can't relate to that mm-hmm. scene mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like well yeah okay. it's beautiful they're stunning well, they have or even like the if they are let's say curvy because that's mm-hmm. how it's described it's a certain type of curvy it's not like it's not the kind of it's not the kind of fat that I am when I'm fat like (laughs) you know it's not it's not yeah it's an acceptable type of fat too so that's on a whole nother you know like (laughs) there's just so many layers to this that's like oh it's true okay so obviously I'm gonna mention we're gonna talk about your little announcement and we'll see what happens with okay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like with anyone listening, if this is still in here, it's happened. <laughs> but if yes. it's not, then they won't know. <laughs> um, would you just like to announce to the world what project? <gasps> ah! Yeah. Um, yes. I'm being cast in Rent at the Opera House. Really? So it will be my first, my first like professional musical theater show in sydney that's elsewhere no problem but (laughs) sydney is tough to crack if you're a nobody (laughs) so yeah it's um this is amazing yeah it's amazing and it's like a lot of thinking about all of those things and like and and really like and just you know like reflecting all on all of that and what this means to me and stuff yeah yeah, yeah. <gasps> I'm so excited yeah I'm really excited to get it's started amazing who what's your role again your um I'm ensemble but I do um have I don't think it's a secret like <laughs> I'm talking about it I'm like I'm like um I get the incredible seasons of love solo which yeah uh to, to me it's like the whole point of the whole show so like let's yeah. just say I have the lead <laughs> yeah who <laughs> the only ensemble member who will ever walk around going I have the lead song guys I've got the most um, important part of the show sorry everyone. <laughs> I'm a big deal here so sorry I'll be doing all the press hot feeling <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah just stay home it's fine yeah it's I got you when this is when do you open um we have previews over like new year's and like the shows open in january so through january when does it end i have so many questions um yeah (laughs) well end of january end of january okay the end of the sydney season and then we have a week um elsewhere oh stay tuned okay oh a little tour i love it Ooh. 
Yeah. <laughs> You're like legit now. Like that's legit musical theater professional in Australia. <laughs> like is having a show. In the yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Like, yeah, like that's the thing um, that I think, well, obviously I, if I'm asked about it, I'm going to be, I'll have to like get it down to less than an hour probably because not everyone has the time to do like a podcast to hear my life story, <laughs> but just to the opportunity that yeah. I've been given and, and also like it came, I'm going to say that it came about because um, I took the chance during COVID to um, do a um, musical theatre course at the hub that I'd been yeah. like, that has been, been offered for years and I just never felt I just couldn't bring myself to do it, I guess. Yeah. Like I just, yeah. And, and funnily enough, and then doing all of these like acting, screen acting yeah. classes for no reason. Cause I'm not, not, not for no reason, but like I ain't doing no screen right now. Right. So like, yeah. and then, and then finally, you know, after all those realizations going, okay, no, like I want to like, I can, I can work on this. Like it's time I'm going to like, I can, I can put aside this stuff now and like, that for what it is so I'm gonna work mm -hmm. and and just get in faces and stuff and then um so I did this class with Sean Rennie at the hub and a couple of weeks in um after getting really great feedback and obviously like yeah. also constructive you know um feedback like he announced that he was um directing and 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 you know extended the casting yeah. brief to everyone in the class which I would not have found out about because I'm not represented. Um, I don't have an agent. I've had trouble getting an agent. Well, it's going to change So I now. haven't really, um, <laughs> I haven't, to be honest, also like I have only really properly tried once and yeah. um, there were some issues around that. So like, and, it, and just now knowing at that time it was like, oh, well, that's my fault. And now I'm not trying. And so like, I'm this, you know, judge let's judge that but like now I know well of course like why would I try I don't have a formal yeah. MC education I don't I don't feel like I'm on the same par as these people like whatever so now mm. I can see why that that's the case yeah. um so now I am gonna fucking try because I know that because I know that that's not the case and I know that um enough people can see that that's not the case and I I have like I can I have justification now why that's yeah. not the case because um if I had the money, I would have gone to theater school. Like, yeah. And I wouldn't have, I, I, you know, colorblind cast myself mm. singing whatever through childhood without even thinking, well, cause I, I grew up loving R and B and stuff. And of course, oh my that, gosh. you know, that I, I didn't see me exactly, but I like, I, I saw, you know, yeah, I saw yeah. not just white. So, um, uh yeah um so that that's also another kind of I'm ticking a lot of um <clears throat> a lot of accessibility boxes yeah. I'm not saying that that's why I was cast like not at all like um but you know yeah you've got all of those aspects to me and I I, yeah. I hope that like that I hope that that people can see that and start to see what it means if you look outside what we have been looking at like forever oh 100 um yeah because like I did I my first um so this will be my first like you know show I did work um professionally on a new work in development which actually and you know I got I, I got the job because yeah. my friend's wrote it <laughs> and I'd actually done and I yeah I'd actually done um a lot of the demo for them and I've worked with them uh, a long time before friends. um so like when a particular character of color needed to be cast um they asked me to do it and you know I was a bit terrified knowing that I was going yeah. in with other actors who were like constantly in the main stage shows and stuff like that so to me, that was me yeah. going in with all of these people who were at a completely different level, you know. And then to get there and have them be like, um, 
super supportive and for them just to feel like my peers was like and that and that was like that was like Chloe Zool like Erickson like Pippa Grandison like Philip Lowe like all of these people who were continuously working in the industry and and um were just like beautiful to work with and I was just like oh like I'm like them except I didn't go to theater school like (laughs) um you know and so that 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 really that was like three years ago and that really boosted my spirits um a bit and kind of helped in this whole like like how yeah not seeing that as as far removed as like I thought it was like in my mind but um yeah and now like yeah, like uh, yeah, I, it's so cool, and I keep, so cool. I keep like I kind of I kind of like remember every so often. Like I was, I think I was literally in a Pilates class the other day, and I I got teary because I um my mind was wandering, and I I love merch, and I always anytime I'm at the opera house, I'm always like looking at the merch stand and like oh that's you know oh I'll get like a little ten old skin but I won't get this $50, whatever, whatever. But I'll be like, oh my God, I'll get all the expensive things because like, I'm actually working there. Like, it'll mean, it'll be so, it'll be so, so like something different entirely. So like, I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, yeah, you'll, get, a, you'll get like a cast hoodie or whatever. Oh, I don't know. I can't, oh my God, I'm excited for you. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, I was just having a tear because I'm like, wow, I'll be shopping for merch, but like, I'll be actually working here. Like, um, yeah. So just, it's, kind of keeps popping into my mind and um yeah like amazing reminding me (laughs) (laughs) the match is what gets you you're like yeah I know I know I'm so I'm yeah I'm such a loser like that straight to the match love it just fun um let's I'm gonna ask you some fun questions and let's see okay okay no pressure um get ready yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay um what do you first notice about someone when you meet them um if they're like focused on you or if they want to be talking to someone else interesting is that just through like a look or just like attention or just energy yeah well I mean obviously Uh, obviously sometimes the look as well you can tell plus I'm really short so I can see if people are like (laughs) looking over not even my shoulder like over my head like looking for someone better like (laughs) it's like the glazed over eyes as well yeah and then you also kind of go like wow in some in some circles I'm the one that like is being looked for so this is really interesting when you're in a different circle and like people think you know people don't rate you as an anybody Uh, so it's just really it's really interesting interesting oh I like that okay what uh you're at brunch what do you order um scrambled eggs oh yum wait yeah. just scrambled eggs or oh um <laughs> it's like I need the probably whole meal. depends on how probably depends on how hungry I, I always find I have trouble ordering breakfast because I find it's like way too big and then I'm not oh. hungry until like three o'clock like that's a problem I, I don't okay. <laughs> yeah well well no because like I, you need to eat but like if you don't feel yeah, anyway. um but I feel like scrambled eggs is the mark of like a good it's very good chef or not because it's really <gasps> difficult to like and and it can, you can compare like this is true it's easily comparable as to like what you like what's your favorite type of scrambled egg um I mean sometimes I'm surprised sometimes it comes oh. out looking like bomb and it's really fucking delicious so, yeah the like, runny yeah. Uh, the runny like buttery soft ones yeah I mean yeah I yes, the ones I mean. that I have to take lactose for yes <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> so sometimes I'll sometimes I'll just like it with um like roast tomato oh it's very bougie that's a very like yeah. a, like an australian brunch thing a little yeah bit. yeah it is i was like Ooh, I a little bit of green yeah a little, bit of, like, <laughs> little mushroom maybe i don't know maybe yeah if i'm feeling like if i feel like that kind of like fried taste 
you know. And I like I probably wouldn't order a hush bun, but if like my sister, oh. if I was with my sister, if I was with someone who did order a hush bun, I'd probably eat theirs or like at least have a taste. Yeah. Or something. Yum. Yeah. We will need to brunch when I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we will rate eggs. <laughs> yeah. But like honestly, yeah, I know. That's if I'm out for lunch, for brunch or like breakfast. If I'm if I'm just like if it's just me, I love boiled eggs and toast. Like, oh, that's love. so good. Oh, I just love eggs. How versatile yeah. are eggs? Yeah, yeah, same. We love eggs. Right? Like potato. Eggs and potato. Like, oh, oh, my God. Potatoes are amazing. Oh. To the death. Yeah. <laughs> I love a good potato. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, same. Everyone's oh, like, why are they talking about eggs yeah. and potatoes? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. um okay what's the best compliment you've ever received oh um I don't know if this is the best but like (laughs) I remember this um this was from this was over twitter from an account I think they I I don't know if they're a studio or if they're like management or something but like do they tweet me and said something like your eyes are you have the kind of eyes that people write songs about oh and my I was God. like <laughs> I was like knock on my door right now please oh my god that's so beautiful <laughs> yeah beautiful but also very sexy like I don't know so um what did you say back did you yeah respond <laughs> I don't know I think I just retweeted and like took a screenshot and fucking framed it on my wall so <laughs> you're like and here it is now <laughs> yeah 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 I'm just remembering it um I don't even remember I was probably just like shell-shocked but that was a really wow. that's one of those like sweep you off your feet over twitter <laughs> that's like beautiful it's like, giving me moments, a little bit yeah like oh right I think like look I think the best one ever would probably be something a bit more like um you know deep or like you're very good <laughs> but yeah yeah not just about my eyes but that I do remember that and that was a long time ago like that was probably that good. kept an impression that's yeah yeah it's stuck with you till death yeah so. <laughs> I wonder how many other people they tweet that to so I know I mean I should just go through there yeah feed on check when you hear it yeah um and the last question what keeps you inspired right now I've just really been learning to lean into stuff that I enjoy and I love doing. Yeah. So what keeps me inspired is that feeling. The feel is that feeling. Yeah. And I've also been learning that um, those things happen, like how we just joked about like Mari condoing like your friends. Like so. I think looking at that stuff like across all the levels. So like I've been learning that about eating, right? With intuitive eating, like eating what you, what you want to and what feels good and all that. So like doing it there, but then also like in my day to day, like, will I do this class or that class? Like, will I do this exercise or that exercise? Yes, because I want to, uh, because it feels good. So like, just kind of like, um, will I take this gig or not? Like, because I, yeah. So just kind yeah. of, that, that's inspiring me. Like just um, that, like um, learning about myself, I think. Cause like I've spent yeah. so long, like ignoring that. And I think, yeah, like just in so many ways, in so many ways that we've just yeah. talked about, like in, in all of the other stuff, in the food stuff and exercise, like just ignoring what my body says, ignoring what I want like yeah so um and just so actually doing it is like really exciting and new and like feel good yeah that's really beautiful I love that yeah I just yeah, I you were expecting you're expecting all of this superficiality <laughs> I was no I <laughs> What keeps you inspired? Um, just like you know, <laughs> like TikTok, no, <laughs> yeah, TikTok. Um, just like reading a good book. Um, manifesting 
and gratitude. <laughs> uh, journaling. I do journal though, but I wouldn't say it really keeps me inspired. Yeah, I, it's on. Yeah, it's on my list of things. You know. Oh God. And hey, like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a believer in the kind of manifesting that isn't toxic positivity as well. Like totally. Same. I. Yeah. <laughs> I oh my god I love manifesting I will always it, to this I still say it I'm no I'm gonna work on a movie with Sarah Paulson one day just saying putting it out yeah, there there you go there we go manifesting yeah <laughs> yeah it's happening it's happening it's happened just not got there yet <laughs> it's in a different timeline exactly different yeah uh universe or that's yeah let's not get into that different yeah yeah that's a whole (laughs) that's that's a whole other conversation that's other stuff that i don't don't know enough about (laughs) i can't have a valid i can't have a conversation about that i might yeah yeah um you made it to the end of the podcast we did it thanks for coming on well you were right this was just like a regular conversation that we have had in the last few months With just me asking you more direct questions, I guess. Thanks for listening to the Coffee Chat Podcast. Feel free to follow on Instagram at coffeechat.podcast and share the love. You're awesome and I hope you have a great day, night, or afternoon, wherever you are. And I'll see you in the next episode.